0: At 8am on October 3rd, 2017, I was driving my youngest daughter, then 10 years old, to school. Those drives were always fun, as she's a music fan like me, and tends to prefer rock and roll over the pop hits of the day. As I listened to a lot of older artists, she developed a habit of asking me, Is he, she still alive, Dad? On that cool, rainy morning, as the windshield wipers were slapping time, I was listening to a Tom Petty mix CD. The waiting was playing, and my daughter asked, Who's this, Dad? It's Tom Petty, sweetheart. She then innocently asked me, Who sings Won't Back Down? Is he still alive? I can't really explain the way my stomach sank at hearing those words and realising that I didn't want to answer that question for the first time in all the times it had been asked. I couldn't get the words he died yesterday, out. It's still hard to say those words. They stuck in my throat and threatened to set off a flood of tears that would rival the steady rain we were driving through. I did eventually tell her that he had died yesterday and that I was feeling very sad about it. I think about that day quite often, especially as my daughter is now a fervent Tom Petty fan herself. I consider how strange it is to mourn the loss of someone you never met and how profound that loss can feel. That sense of loss, amplified by the fact that I never got to see the Heartbreakers perform live, was the shove I needed to really start listening much more closely to a songwriter and performer that I'd grown very gradually to admire a great deal. I've now become somewhat obsessed with Tom's music and his creative genius, and I thought that one way to channel this obsession would be to record a podcast. This is that podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Tom Petty Project podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Brown, and every week I'll be talking to you about each Tom Petty song in order from Rockin' Around With You, the lead track on the Heartbreakers debut album, all the way to Hungry No More, the last track on Mudcrutch 2. I'm basing the track ordering on studio vinyl releases, at least to begin with. Once we're through all those albums, including Heartbreakers records, Solo records, and Mudcrutch records, I'm intending to then go through B-sides and previously unreleased songs that made it into special compilations and album releases. We'll also explore the Wilburys and other collaborations Tom and the Boys did, particularly with Stevie Nicks. Episodes will be anywhere from 7 or 8 minutes to 15 to 20 minutes in length, depending on how much I can find out about a given song and how much I find I have to say about it. After I've been through all the songs on one album, there will be a recap episode where I will be joined by a special guest, Pettyhead, to talk about the album and their relationship with Tom's music. Please subscribe to the podcast and follow me on social media at tompeddieproject and most importantly, if you enjoy it, spread the word. Musical interludes on the podcast have been provided by the talented and generous Randy Woods, my musical right hand and mentor. As this is the series trailer, I thought I'd introduce myself properly so that you have some context for where some of my observations, ideas and musical associations might come from as I record each episode and talk about the songs. I was born into a working-class family in the northwest of England in 1973. My brother and I were raised by a musician father and a music-loving mother. Records, instruments, and musicians of different stripes were a regular feature in our home. Our vinyl collection was filled with the music of The Beatles, Queen, The Kinks, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, T-Rex, The Who, The Hollies, Free, Dr. Hook, and so many more. Tom Petty, however, wasn't on our radar. I don't know why, but neither of my parents ever really clued into him, and I wasn't hearing him much on our radio stations back in those formative years. As much as I loved the urgency and the thrill of loud rock music, great guitar licks, thundering drums and bass lines, and primal-sounding, otherworldly singers, I was also always drawn to lyrics and people who were clever or interesting with words. Back in the 70s, there was no greater thrill for me than wearing a gigantic pair of headphones and listening to a real album while sitting in front of a real turntable, reading the lyrics that came either on the album cover itself or as an insert inside. The lyrical dexterity of Freddie Mercury, Ray Davis, Pete Townsend and Mark Bolan thrilled me and added texture and direction to the amazing music that was sandblasting itself onto my brain. I'm pretty sure that the first contact I had with Tom Petty's music was listening to the big hits from Full Moon Fever. I definitely remember buying the album on cassette tape while I was in military college in 1990 1991. The big track stood out immediately, and Free Fallin', I Won't Back Down, and Running Down a Dream were regular features of the jukebox in the Barracks Common Area and on MTV. Curiously though, this didn't spark my interest at the time, and didn't drive me to seek out more Petty or to dig into his back catalogue. Back in the early 90s, you needed money to buy physical media, and I didn't have any. Fast forward to 2012, and I'd been living in Canada for 13 years, so I'd had a lot more exposure via radio, and I'd now become aware of songs like Refugee, Mary Jane's Last Dance, and American Girl. As I had matured and my tastes had varied, I was always on the lookout for artists with extensive back catalogues that I could dig into. I started to seek out artists who were good at songwriting but had a lightness of touch that I now interpret as the skill of taking the craft seriously, but not oneself. This became an important part of what I started to look for in a musician. Little did I know that this appreciation of authenticity would become the foundation of the appreciation I would develop for Tom Petty as a songwriter in the coming years. Somewhere around 2012, I decided to go back to the start and listen to the Heartbreakers albums from the beginning. After I'd listened to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, You're Gonna Get It and the seminal masterpiece, Damn the Torpedoes, I was blown away that A, he'd written so many great albums, not just individual songs, and B, that I didn't know this. In doing some research for this podcast, I went back through my Facebook timeline to look for posts about Tom and found one from January 3rd, 2012, that simply reads, Really into Tom Petty at the moment. Didn't realize he'd written so many solid albums! Exclamation mark. It was a few more years, however, before the penny finally dropped all the way. I was under the misguided impression that the conventional wisdom about artists of this vintage was correct. Their early stuff is great, though later stuff usually sucks. Then I came across Wildflowers. I don't remember exactly what year this was, but my guess would be around early 2016, I could scarcely believe that this was the same songwriter who had put out such rowdy, frenetic records as those first three. Sure, there are muted moments on those first three albums too, but the breadth and the depth of the songwriting and arrangements on Wildflowers blew me away. Not to mention how personal a lot of the songs seemed to be. From the beautiful jangling intro of the title track, to the hard-rocking sultriness of Honeybee to the utter heartbreaking agony of Crawling Back to You and Hard to Find a Friend, I was utterly, utterly hooked. My timing, in some ways, couldn't have been worse. Tom and the Heartbreakers didn't tour in 2016, and they didn't come anywhere near Saskatchewan on the 40th anniversary tour. Unfortunately, none of us realised at that point that we were looking at the coda to an extraordinary musical life. (laughs) ¶¶ After telling my daughter that Tom Petty had died, I immersed myself in his work for weeks. Living now in the days of Apple Music, I could mainline every song and every album and try to understand what it was that gripped me so firmly. Was it just about the words he used? The instrumentation he opted for? The chameleon-like way he could subtly alter his voice depending on the song? Or, falling down the YouTube rabbit hole, was it the seemingly easygoing nature of the man? or the way he genuinely loved his fans? Was it the very clear and very strong bond he had with his bandmates, or the way he stood up to the industry? I think it's all of these things, but primarily it's about his ability to write so many songs that connect with me on a really meaningful level and move me in some way. Some elevate me to euphoric heights, some move me to tears. That ability combined with his dedication to songwriting excellence, is really engaging. The fact that he did it all with absolute authenticity and staying true to his artistic self only makes it more so. I am a hobbyist, songwriter and musician myself, and one thing my friend and producer Randy always tells me is to remember that the song has to go somewhere, and it should never be longer than it needs to be. I think that Tom Petty was an absolute master of this craft, There is no fat on any of his songs and they are rarely superficial and never poorly formed. There is variety in the subjects he writes about and variety in the way he arranges a melody and a harmony around those ideas. I love the way that he can switch gears on one album from pure storytelling with scenes and characters to pure emotion where the lilt and cadence of the words and the melody is just as important as the words themselves. I also adore the way he was never afraid to do his own thing regardless of which way the musical zeitgeist was heading. Look at the blues-saturated tone of Mojo, compared with the furiously cynical rock of Last DJ, and then the transcendent hypnotic eye. I can't think of any other artist with such a comprehensive catalogue whose work I love almost unanimously. Like anyone else, I have favourites, and there are songs I don't listen to often. But Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers truly are one of that dying breed, A band that records great albums. Throw on a Tom Petty album, and I'm not lifting the needle to skip a single track. That's a really rare thing to say about a man who released 18 studio albums over a period of 40 years. I think that as I go through the catalogue again with a critical ear and a pen, I'll learn even more about the songs where I can uncover interviews or notes on songs from the band or from other people, I'll add those in and talk about how they align or clash with my perception of a particular piece. In any case, I know this will be a really fun journey for me. I hope that it's an interesting one for you. Thanks for listening, and remember to subscribe, uh, follow us on social media, and tell your friends to do the same. I'll be back next week to talk about the first song on the very first Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers album, Rocking around with you. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.